everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Joypad Podcast. I guess we can officially call this season two? I don't know. For uh, reference's sake, when we when I upload the episodes, uh, it asks me what season we're in. For the past year, I've been putting season one. So I guess I could start putting season two now? Does it matter? Season two. Do it. No, it matters. Things are about to get weird. All right. The, season, the season of swears. The adventure That's right. continues. It's not been a minute yet, Tom. Hold out. <laughs> we, are, we are swearing. I didn't, uh, didn't I am Mr. actually Michael do Pinto. it yet. I am the, the topic master for today. With me are my co-hosts, as usual, Michael Fleming, Tom, and Megan. And uh, we're going to do the usual thing and talk about some video games and stuff. Uh, this week, we'll start with Tom. Tom, how you doing? What you drinking? What you been playing? All that good stuff. So, thank you, my friend. I am just having a, a Blue Raspberry Bang Energy drink because I'm always a sleepy man, even though I got a nice little nap in earlier today. <laughs> That's not um, usual, though. Uh, yeah, have I normally the have the rain creamsicle. Yep. Uh, <laughs> this one has a little bit more energy in it, actually. So, so you're gonna talk I'm, a uh, lot tonight. I guess I guess I'm throwing a little bit of shade on rain. Uh, pump up your energy content. Get me to that state of cardiac arrest. I'm Give me more taurine. Just go eat your cat's food if you want taurine. <laughs> oh god. I I just remember chugging Monster Energy drinks and whatnot with just all the taurine in that and just tasting it the whole way like. <laughs> Uh, any anyhow, um, I've been playing uh, a lot of Clone Hero. I think I talked about on our last episode how I'd been making some songs. So I completed two songs, and I'm just doing tweaks to those right now. The last one I did was an American football song, and I'm looking at making a King's X song because there are absolutely zero tracks from King's X playable in Clone Hero, which is a travesty to me because Gretchen Goes to Nebraska is one of the greatest albums of all time. Period. I have also been playing Crusader Kings 3. I would say that's been the primary other game that I've been playing, other than, of course, Ultimate Chicken Horse, which we've all been playing together, which is amazing, and I can't say enough good things about, and I laugh like a stupid idiot every time we play the game. <laughs> yep. uh, and, and just repeatedly repeat, I love this game, like <laughs> some kind of idiot, uh, because I am an idiot. So uh, outside of that, in Crusader Kings 3, I just wanted to talk a little bit about my most recent campaign, which previously began as me as the ruler of Bavaria, segregating myself from the Holy Roman Empire, and eventually conquering all the way down through Italy and calling myself the uh, pettily named Holier German Empire for a while. <laughs> I continued to expand east and west and take more and more land from the Holy Roman Empire, and I decided, uh, you know what, I don't need to be petty anymore. I'm, I'm at the top, top of the pops. I'm going to call myself Grand Saxony because I'm in the Saxon culture. All right, that's cool. Well, the Byzantines uh, decided to mess with my most recent ruler. He, he came into power, you know, after a very great man and immediately had war declared on him by the Byzantines after a civil war. And uh, I was pissed. I was kind of like, really? I just fought this awful, terrible war with my own people and you're just going to try and take advantage of me like that? And as they tried to attack me in the bottom of Italy, I rolled my troops right into Greece and told them straight up GTFO. And uh, they they shut that shit down. So I was like, all right, this guy's off to a good start. He's young. He's going to have a powerful rule. It's great. We had a lasting peace for like 50 years, right? Like this guy got to be like 
I don't know, 70. And we just kept campaigning against everybody but the Byzantines, took more of the Holy Roman Empire, conquered this crappy little state called Burgundy, uh, Poland, Denmark, Bohemia, Hungary. Didn't take all of their land, but we took a lot. Like, we just got real big. <laughs> um, and 50 years later, but the North remembers. And after 50 <laughs> long years... We just turned around and we got those schemes going and we murdered three Byzantine emperors right in a row. We just sent some boys over and we were like, hey, yeah, uh, let's go hunting. It's going to be a good time. Come along. We're going to have a, a great trip. And he's like, oh, thanks, buddy. We're going to have so much fun. And then just shot him right in the back of the head. <laughs> I don't know what happened. He must have tripped and fell on an arrow. Um, and, and through the magic of Crusader Kings 3, no one suspected us every time. So my plot through all of this resulted in getting a baby on the throne of the Byzantine Empire, which is my favorite thing to do. Because everyone loves a baby king. He can't do shit. <laughs> so as soon as he's there, um, I, I just kind of like wait and see what happens. Because I don't have the might to fight what they have. So you watch and you see a couple years progress. And then all of a sudden where the Byzantine Empire once was whole, there's this new state called Nakia that's like half of the Byzantine Empire and all these weird states that make no sense just broken off. And you go, yes, the baby couldn't hold it together. <laughs> so, hey, so fuck you, Byzantines. You have been decimated, <laughs> and uh, I am, like, way far and above the preeminent power in the area now. Um, so, hey, Simon was just like, ah, that's not good enough for me. I'm also going to found three three universities while I'm uh, in power, because, you know, he loves them books. And then uh, <laughs> he, took, he took four lovers over his lifetime, despite being a polygamist and already married to four women at any given time. Uh, and one of those was a fling with an African Muslim gal at 78 because, you know, he's just curious. He's a man of the world. He wanted to expand his horizons. And uh, he, had a, he had a child with her. And her name was Olafunke, which is a fantastic name. One truly befitting of a German empire. And, of course, it was out of wedlock, so it was a bastard child. So, you know, what do you do in that situation? She was in Africa, so he kind of forgot about her. But <laughs> he had dreams about her that plagued him. So he went back to her and rekindled that love and brought her to Germany and legitimized his bastard daughter who became a princess of Grand Saxony. Uh, so Princess Olafunke, long may you live. Uh, she's amazing and one of my most favorite people. And she has great traits, great uh, hereditary traits. So um, beyond that, he went on a <laughs> pilgrimage and learned how to talk directly to God in a hobo's oh, tent. Oh, no. This is a thing that happened. Uh, he used that power many times, which inevitably led to, at age 70, uh, having a dark visitor approach at his doorstep, uh, offering him the opportunity to become a witch, which he accepted because <laughs> fuck it. I feel like this would be the, the greatest but worst TV show ever. I mean, <laughs> it sounds like a stupid version of Game of Thrones. Yeah. Let's yeah. be honest. It just like, yeah. Like, but I'm if into you just, it. This, I, I love it. This is why I love <laughs> Crusader Kings. It's stupid Game of Thrones um, where you can just make crazy, crazy things happen. So yeah, became a 70 year old witch, started saying things like by the Satan at every chance he could get, <laughs> which is cool. 
Um, and then since sharing is caring, he converted uh, three of his four wives to uh, the religion of the horned god, as well as uh, at least two of his grandkids. I forget if it was more than that. Nice. But, you know, they would send him off to, to Pep Pep to get educated. He would be like, hey, guys, horned god. <laughs> um, and, you know, at the end of the day, he's still a paragon of the Christian faith because, you know, they love him. He loves he loves the Jesus, too. That's fine. He's, he's a... <laughs> He's a leader of the Christian faith, but went off on some kind of Muslim conversion thing with some African woman or, you know, young woman and then had an amazing daughter. Yep. Oh, yeah. Oh, and she was Muslim. I I think I already mentioned that she was Muslim. So we had a fling with her. She did convert when she came to Germany. Um, To the horned god? Um, Yes, that too. (laughs) I feel like this is multiplayer too, right? Because you have... Oh, yeah, yeah, you and uh, Megan haven't yet played together, right? Mm-mm. No. No. Yeah, and I have a game, too. I, we need to start a game where our primary goal is to just create crazy, like, chaos. lineage and stuff like that. Like, not even just trying to conquer the world, just making crazy stories. Oh, yeah. Dun, dun, no, that's that's dun. the that's the best part of the game is just doing that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, uh, that was, you know, he, he lived until the age of 88, um, and you know, he had eight wives, 17 kids and his lifelong companion wife died at age 80. Um, so he married a 30 year old to take her place. You know, that was fun. And, uh, you Checks know, he, he just, he's, he's the world's best grandpa. Cause he gives out, ca- uh, counties and duchies to all of his grandkids for Christmas. Um, and they all just say pat pat rules. So nice. <laughs> that was, that was the legacy of Kaiser Simon, the recently deceased, uh, and I hope you've enjoyed that because I really enjoyed <clears throat> playing as him. I feel like Tom, you ride. could rip. You could make like so many let's play YouTube videos where you do like a highlights reel of this stuff. <laughs> you know, so you don't show like the whole gameplay, but you just like you crop what you. Yeah, of course, but you just crop the <laughs> the funny moments that you kind of come across because I feel like your stories from that game are always very uh, out there. It's right. so boring Thank for you. so long, and then it like just really kicks off. Yeah, yeah. There would be a lot of um, finding the fun parts. Yeah, but <laughs> it's it's kind of like we always talk about Daisy being the peak end principle. It's kind of the same thing. Um, but I do a lot of organization within the game that I find fun because I like the strange kind of tactical things and optimizations and this sort of game too. But man just the the crazy shit that you can make happen is the best so um thank you for indulging me um i i will go ahead and pass it over to you mr mike fleming uh what are you drinking uh playing and enjoying and how are you doing in this fine oh i am doing so well the house renovations are done kind of mostly let's just say they're done there's a break time there's a time of break since uh february i believe it, it was was the last time I remember we weren't working on the house. So definitely happy about that. So tonight I am celebrating with a Yingling Golden Pilsner. I still had some of these in the fridge, and I am trying to get through them because they are from... I thought Yingling put something on here that said when they were like kind of goodbye, but I see nothing. Or brewed at. So they're getting up there because I know I had them on a season one podcast somewhere in the you know like 10 15 episodes ago so quite a few months ago i, I bought these so fun uh fun story hmm. uh yingling is actually coming to texas really uh, just recently Ooh. yep I, there was just a very very recent announcement that they'll be i remember um, shortly. yingling like being asked to bring their 
their alcohols to this, you know, to central U.S. and then obviously to the West as well. California, for example, I know wanted it because a lot of people had moved from, you know, the Northeast uh, over there. And Yangling could have done it if they went like public, if they had raised funds, but they wanted to keep their, you know, business as a family business. So it's cool to know that they're finally getting there after so many, like, what, 100 years, something like that. I forget even how long yep. they've been around. Oh, first Tasty years. Cakes, now Yingling, next will yeah, be Yeah, so Wawa I'm also <laughs> happy with Tasty Cake right now. I'm feeling pretty good about Strawberry Crimpets returning. So, um, <laughs> are, they, are they coming back? They have not What's officially announced it, but I'm feeling more and more positive as days go on. We, uh, the Strawberry Crimpet team has asked for Jan- uh, June 1st to be National Strawberry Crimpet Day, which they can make <laughs> official, of course, because they are Tasty Cake. Uh, so I'm hoping that they will bring that back on June 1st. Uh, they actually have a contest going on right now. This is all not sponsored. This is just shit I do. Right? <laughs> but, uh, <It's> passion. <laughs> there is a Tasty Cake uh, enter a comment about what you're celebrating. So I, of course, entered a comment about Strawberry Crimpets. I'm hoping that I win this and that Strawberry Crimpets would be included in my care package. So we will see uh, what comes of the Strawberry Crimpet uh, campaign uh, pretty soon. I think we're getting there. The schemes and machinations. This is totally unrelated to gaming. I got to get off this topic. Sorry. This pandemic got weird. It did get weird. And it's been, <laughs> we, we, it's been the highlight of the pandemic for me personally. <laughs> we, we said we were getting weird in season two. We're just living up to our promise. <laughs> anyway, back to real gaming things um i actually got back into starcraft brood war um so we played that for years um i have been i've watched starcraft brood war games since like 2006 7 ish somewhere in there um i watched only a little bit then and then obviously much uh, more in like the late 2000s um right as like flash and jadon were having their massive um battle back and forth about arguably the best player in the world um, at the time, which, of course, was Flash and still is Flash. But, uh, yeah, so I've been playing that. I've been doing, like, custom maps for fun sometimes. Did a couple 20,000, you know, scouts or hydralists and stuff like that for fun. And then I played a couple uh, games, and, man, that RTS might be the most frustrating game to have ever been made that somehow people love. Like, I love the game and like I love watching it, but like the 1v1 setting, like there are not there are few games that I play in a 1v1 setting and I'm not even playing at the highest level where I end up like sweating by the end of it just a little bit because there's so many things you have to do that you're not going to do everything perfectly, right? So definitely uh, been interesting. I've wanted to play something a little more competitive recently. So I was considering like Rocket League again for a little bit. And then I was like considering StarCraft 2 and StarCraft Brood War. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to go back to Brood War. Because even if I like dedicated my life to that game, I could not be nearly as good as these, you know, top level players, even like A class players, which aren't even close to, you know, your ASL uh, level. So been playing a lot of Brood War. It's been a lot of fun. Um, I have been playing Pokemon Snap as well. So we mentioned that a little bit. I've been playing Pokemon Snap. It's a fantastic game. Um, I haven't gotten too much further because this past week was a little bit hectic um, with with the new work and and job stuff. But, um, you know, I have been playing that. Definitely recommend you play it if you have not. Um, That's not just to you three, but also to our 
hopeful listeners, um, definitely try the game out. If you, especially if you never played the first one, um, you'll find it's a lot of fun. So that's where I'm at. Uh, Megan, I believe you got Pokemon Snap. So how are you doing? I did. What are you drinking? And aside from Pokemon Snap, or maybe about Pokemon Snap, what are you playing? Ooh. Uh, I'm I'm doing okay this week. Can't complain too much. As for my beverage, uh, unsweetened tea as always. Uh, do you want to guess the brand this time? I think you're gonna go with the Turkey Hill. Uh, nope. Ringy Ringy Ringos, Clingy Clingos. Uh, close. <laughs> Pinto. True Leaf. Um, I think you're thinking of Pure Leaf, so I'll give it to you. Whatever, good enough. True, pure. It's all. It's close enough. That's an unsponsored start my own brand called True Leaf. We're not sponsored by, by uh, True or Pure Leaf, but yeah, this is uh, Megan's non-sponsored uh, tea corner. Um, it's a new segment, <laughs> testing it out. <laughs> Megan's non-sponsored tea corner. It's a good thing. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Uh, as for games, yes, I did get Pokemon Snap this week. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was this week. I don't know when my own birthday is. Thanks, me. (laughs) (laughs) Wasn't it Tuesday? It was Tuesday. (laughs) Uh, anyway, um, I haven't played too much of it. I just kind of started it on a whim the other night. I, I'm still exploring the first map that they give you, but it's, everything that i remember and more and it just makes me so happy um so i i'm really hoping to get into it this weekend and adventure uh i also picked up resident evil 8 and same thing like i just haven't had a ton of time to play games unfortunately uh i think i've progressed a decent amount for how much time i've had uh took on the first lord and finished that um i really like it i'm i'm into it uh, I think it's more, I feel more anxiety with this one than scare. Like seven was all about the scaries. And this one I feel is like about the pressure and anxiety. Um, it's super pretty. The environment is really cool. I, I feel that too. Cause, um, my wife got the game as well and I'm mm. not playing it cause I'm not a big horror guy, but I, she loves that kind of stuff. So yeah. I, I really like that, and I think I've talked about my experience in playing um, 7 in VR, where I was force-fed human meat, and I was like, nope, (laughs) I'm out. Done. (laughs) But I I really like the kind of weirdness and just kind of ideas and setting in 8, too, like you were saying, Megan. Like, it it just seems like a big departure from where the series has been before, Mm -hmm. and it's very interesting. It is. Like, I, I'm really interested to see where the story is going. And there are certain things that I missed where I'm like, that was an interesting design choice, but I don't know if it's going to play into the story later in the game. Um, and I know Mr. Pinto hasn't gotten too far, so I don't want to, like, say anything and spoil it or spoil it for our listeners. But I'm I'm interested to see where it goes. Definitely. But, uh, It'll be fun to talk about. Yes, we will. I, I think we should maybe do a, another review episode on it when we're all uh, done with it. I'm into that. Yeah. Uh, but that's about it for me. Uh, Mr. Pinto, it is your week. Um, I don't think you talked about how you're doing or what you're drinking uh, or what you're playing. So please tell us those things and tell us what we're talking about. I'm good. I have uh, a beer 
because I recently did the Wegmans Craft Your Own Six Pack, which Ooh. means that I will have a beer for the next six weeks because this is the <laughs> oh, the only time I drink. So uh, I have a Stone Buena Vista Salt and Lime Lager, which sounded very interesting to me. And also it looks cool. Uh, it's got like a Dios de la Muerte skull on the front. So I'm going to pop that open. And uh, give it a, give it a sip. I can see salt and lime being a good lager flavor. Yeah, sounds good to me. Ooh, it's salty and limey. Is it limey? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Keep Pretty the good. scurvy away. Yeah. Pretty good. I have not had a lot of time to play games either, unfortunately. What with work and all that. This past weekend, I did pick up Resident Evil Eight. And I played for maybe an hour, probably not even, and that's that's about it. I'm hoping to power through it this weekend. Uh, I was also planning on buying Pokemon Snap on the same purchasing venture, but they were sold out. Oh no. Well, actually, okay, so here's what happened. I went to Best Buy first, because it's just force of habit. I've been buying games from Best Buy Mostly because I was aping off of Megan's gamer account for hey. a while, but that doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> but I went there first, and they only had PS5 copies of Resident Evil Village. So I was like, oh, okay. I, I guess I have to go somewhere else. And they also didn't have Pokemon Snap. So then I went to Target, because I know that's where, Fleming, you purchased your mm -hmm. copy of Pokemon Snap. They did not have that or Resident Evil. Wow. <laughs> so... I was like, okay, I, I'll bite the bullet and I'll go to GameStop because I know they'll have it. I don't particularly enjoy GameStop as a business. But they're going but, to the moon, uh, man. Gotta get the tendies. <laughs> yeah. Also, the, the Did you pick up some tendies while you were there? No. They ought because... to just have Mrs. T's frozen tendies in the damn GameStop when you walk in. I want that GameStop. Get at me, do this. Well, here's the thing. Sorry, the GameStop on. that I went to is right next door to a subway. So it always smells like Subway it bread in there. It really does. Oh, I like the smell oh, of Subway weird, bread, yeah. actually. So uh, I went in there, and I also didn't see Resident Evil Village on the shelves. And I was like, guys, what is happening? Do you have this? And they were like, oh, yeah, we do. It's just behind the counter, of course. So I also asked if they had Pokemon Snap, and they didn't, which was a bummer. But, but do you want to pre-order Pokemon Snap 97 for three years from now? <laughs> yeah, at, at the same time, it's probably good that I didn't spend like $130 on two new games <laughs> in one weekend. So I will pick up Pokemon Snap in future. I, I just wanted to say as an aside, I think this is part of the reason why retail game sales are kind of dying and the ultimate conversion to digital is coming. Because if you have this situation on a prominent game release, which I would call both of those prominent game releases, and you go to three places and can't find the damn game. Yes. But it's available online. Yeah. I Dude. just, yeah, I like having the physical. I'm sure. Yeah. I, We've talked about this. I've had the weirdest, and I won't name the store, but I've had the weirdest interactions with pre-orders for games, where I pre-ordered a game, got a notification that it was ready for pickup, go to the store and they're like, yeah, we don't have this. This wasn't picked. It's not in the back. We don't have it for you. It's not even out yet. And it was the release day of the game. And I'm going, it's out. Today's launch day for it. So I canceled my order. I was able to find one copy at another store, picked it up. 
And the same thing with Resident Evil. Like, part of my order, they're like, oh, yeah, part of your order isn't ready. And then they're like, but wait, it's in the store. So it, it was just they went, they found whatever it was in the store, canceled my order, resold it to me to give me the other item with it. It was just, I don't know what's happening. That's uh, it just seems so incompetent. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I would actually like to see, and I bet we will see this, a trend of being able to pre-order something, get the digital download, and then be able to pick up a physical copy that would after be nice. the fact. I mean, that's uh, how like that's how music releases work these days. Like, if you yeah. order a vinyl, they're like, "All right, your vinyl's being pressed. Here's a digital download to hold you over until we send it to you." Yeah, but I don't think someone like Nintendo is gonna give you both it's all money right it's money yeah Yeah, they want both copies like you want a digital copy of pokemon snap buy it or if you want the physical copy i that one's the most frustrating for me just because like you're gonna be going around places and i would love to be able to be like oh crap i forgot pokemon snap but i want to play oh it's totally fine i just wish that they gave you both it just doesn't make sense here's the thing They'll start charging you like 10 bucks more for a physical copy. And digital. And then that way you'll get the digital ahead yeah. of time and you'll get your physical in the mail or whatever. Yeah. Um, it's it's the wave of the future. It's going to happen sooner or later. Yeah, um, you're right. Capitalism. Well, I'm happy that uh, you were at least able to get Resident Evil. Um, yeah. yeah. And I, I've barely played it. Uh, <laughs> hoping to power through it this weekend. Yeah. That That's the plan. Um, as long as you enjoy it. Yeah. You know what I've mostly been playing, though, is... Uh, that good old ding-dang Stardew Valley. <laughs> yes, sir. The classic. Just, man, you just... I have it on Switch, and I'm just like, oh, I'm tired and want to relax. I'm just going to lie down and play Stardew Valley for like 20 minutes and then fall asleep. That's such a great you, idea. You know, you know what I neglected to mention? Um, I picked up an idea on Switch just last night, and I played for about an hour on Endless Mario Maker. Yeah. Because that's the thing you can do. Yep. And I got got my clock cleaned. Um, Did you? playing endless expert? So that's just a thing that we yeah, could don't do. Start so that's, an expert, man. <laughs> I I can I can beat these levels, but they only give you like fifteen. Yeah, they lives, don't give you a lot of so lives. You, you have to learn. I mean, that's the thing. You, you have to you have to die in order to learn. That's right. So now that we're uh, twenty eight minutes into the podcast, allow me to bring up the topic. That is uh, terrible life advice, by the way. <laughs> You have to die in order to learn. <laughs> it's not life advice. It's Mario's life advice. Only yeah, apply that to video games. He has 15 of them. I only got one. Get the fungus. It'll make you larger. <laughs> Eat all the mushrooms you find. Not red, the purple ones. Red ones make you big. Green ones make you live more. <laughs> and again. Hi, YouTube. <laughs> okay, so topic. Uh, I wanted to basically discuss triple a games and fleming i know you're in the same boat as me i think we're all in the same boat maybe mega not so much shut up uh, where paying full price for a game just feels bad man dot jpeg <laughs> um i just i have a hard time paying 60 dollars for a game <laughs> i just see fleming so, shaking his head <laughs> i need to jump right in just because i want to i want to kind of bitch for a second so I have been campaigning this thought since, like, the first episode of season one. And I got constant thought. Like, I got a Facebook post calling me cheap. I got multiple episodes calling me cheap. And now all of a sudden you're like, oh, I don't know if I should be spending $60 on this I, game. No, okay. Here's game. the difference, though. I think $60 is too much. You're like $25. Okay. 
I don't know. That's that's not new <laughs> games. That's not that's not new games, right? It's uh, I know. It's other games. Like for example, you've said we we're gonna play Spelunky two, right? But like we haven't actually yes. played Spelunky two. So like me, I am like ah oh, twenty dollars. But I know right now, as of May thirteenth, twenty twenty one, it is on sale. <laughs> it's a perfect day to buy it, and you know I'm gonna be able to get it, and then I'm ready. But if I bought it three months ago. Time is money, or money is time, or something. So, but fun per minute. But fun per minute. Anyway, uh, let's. We're thirty minutes in and haven't even talked about the topic. So, <laughs> no, I mean I, that. This this pertains. To it the does topic. pertain it's to fine. the topic, and and to that point, it has to be a game that I have been truly longing over for a long so time. Pokemon Snap. So Pokemon Snap. You paid full price for I that. I am willing to pay full price to play that game right away. But like I don't I've played a little bit of Resident Evil and a new one coming out is cool and if I was going to buy a Resident Evil like great but I again I'm, there's fun <laughs> per minute and there is the outlay of cost. Well fun per minute is also relative. Yeah and there's the outlay of cost right so I'm not going to I'm not going to outlay 60 more, 70 more dollars for a game that I'm not intending to start right away because I'm playing Pokemon Snap. So I like your idea, Pinto, where it's like, oh, I'll buy one of those games right now. It's probably the more responsible thing to do. And once you're done Resident Evil, you can go and buy Pokemon Snap. It might be the same price, but at least you've broken out. Yeah, because Nintendo games never go cheaper. But you'll at least break out the, the payment, if you will, over time. You don't need to have the game today. What, what made me think about this is that I buy a lot of games nowadays still, but most of them are indie games. So they're not going to be, you know, $60. How much was Ultimate? Well, Tom, you were kind enough to buy Ultimate Chicken Horse for me, but it was what, like 15 yeah. bucks maybe? Yeah, yeah. If I'm, yeah. I, like 15 bucks is like, that game's ridiculously fun. We all enjoy it. We're like, it was only $15 and we're having this much fun. Am I going to enjoy a game that i i will f- okay i'm trying to boil this down to <laughs> it's fun per minute it really it really is am i going to enjoy this game enough to justify spending 60 dollars on it the last couple of triple a games i bought resident evil 8 um you know i i think i'm going to enjoy that i think i will find that to be worth 60 dollars i did not find resident evil 3 remake yeah. to be worth $60. And I discussed that on a past episode. Mm-hmm. Resident Evil 2 Remake, worth $60. Yes. So what other AAA titles have... The Last of Us 2, worth $60. 7 Remake. Yeah, paid I paid extra for that. for that. Yeah, I did too. But like, I if I look it. over at some of my games, like, I enjoyed Resident Evil 7. I don't think that would have been worth 60 bucks to me, personally. I bought that uh, pre-owned, actually, because Megan bought it, and I aped off of her copy. We played it together. <laughs> I, I wish I didn't pay $60 for Death Stranding. Okay, and, there, there's another and Tom, example. Tom, you also bought um, Ace Combat, whatever it is, 6, the newest one, 5? I forget what the newest one was. No, I have oh, not Oh, I thought you had. Because that game I mm-hmm. heard was coming out, like it showed up in like a Discovery queue for me on Steam, and I was like... Oh, I really want that game, but I looked, and like you said, Pinto, it's like sixty bucks. Like coming out originally, I'm like, uh, it's like I'll probably like it because I love flying games and I loved the Ace Combats that I played. But is it going to be worth sixty dollars to play that story? And I'm like, no, probably not. Same as when um, 
I, I've told, I think I've mentioned this before, all three of you definitely know, um, but for our viewers, I'm a huge World War One nerd. I love World War One history. Like a lot of people are like, World War Two, so cool. I find World War One and that time period more fascinating. And Battlefield One was coming out. I think at the time it may have only been console. I don't think it was coming to computer, but I might be wrong ah. about that. So don't yell at me in the chat windows or, you know, comments or whatever. And I remember it being like 60 bucks. And I'm kind of like, I'm going to read a few reviews first. And the reviews were same as every other Battlefield. You know, you're going to play the campaign. It's going to take you five to ten hours, depending on your difficulty and how good you are at first-person shooters. And then you're going to be playing multiplayer, and that's it. And I'm like, mm -hmm. it's probably not worth that. I'll just wait. And then it was like ten bucks, you know, what, a couple of months ago. And I was like, perfect. I'll play the campaign, even though I've watched someone play it. And, it, you know, for ten bucks, it was worth it. I don't think it was worth $60 if that was your primary focus at all. Even thirty dollars no. is not. It's probably okay if you were going to be doing multiplayer, but you know, it's just I, it's just stuff I like that. I think there's, I think there's a happy intersection between style and story that really makes mm -hmm. the price point of a game whatever it is you're willing to pay. So I mean, a lot of the games that we've brought up, I mean, even just bringing up Pokemon Snap, that's a unique style that we haven't seen in a while that we all know we enjoy, and it's a story it's a flavor it's a you know game idea that we all find to be of high interest that you know you're going to enjoy so that that to me says like hey that's worth 60 bucks i'll enjoy that i'm gonna have fun i know i'm gonna get a good amount of time out of this game too whereas some other games you know i i feel like other games are following the trend of kind of the music industry pinto you brought that up earlier where it's more of a try before you buy or, you know, at least read reviews and make more of a judgment based on that. So a lot of the other AAA games that are kind of coming out right now, you almost need to wait and see to see if it's worth it right now. Because, yeah. Fleming, to your point as well, the price is going to drop. Um, this is a... Nintendo. Unless you're Nintendo. Well, yeah. Because then you've Come got on, the, the market circled. Mm -hmm. They've got the market circled. It's only for Switch. No one else can undercut them. That's, I know. that's really what it is. Um, but the thing about... That's a fairly recent trend. Because that really only started happening on Steam within the last 10 years, I want to say. Because before then, it was all used games, used game market, and just um, you know, new other than that. You were really looking retail only as opposed to online. So, you know, that's allowed games like Grand Theft Auto to go from $60 to $40 to $20 to free on Epic Games. And there are some losses that companies are taking in order to get you onto their gaming platform, which is what Epic did in that situation. And we as gamers yeah. can take advantage of some of that stuff. You know, Microsoft Game Pass is doing that too. PS4 um, slash 5 now with the games you can get on there. So... Hey, I, I say more power to you. Take advantage of everything you can there. Mm -hmm. This also goes back to an episode we had a long time ago about having a backlog. Will always, always serve your wallet if you're okay with not being on the cutting edge of knowing everything about gaming. And that's fine. I have a ton of games that I've only played a bit of. I think I bought God of War many months after its release and i think i got it for about half price oh you mean the and newest one boy. i was yeah meant like the series you mean god of war boy edition yes boy edition i'm so isn't that yeah. annoying that they don't give it a name that differentiates it from the other titles from too? you know god of war one which you now yes. have to refer to as god of war one 
the original game as yeah. opposed to Norse boy saga. Yeah, but there, you know, there's tons of games that I have regrets about. Like, yeah. Uh, no Man's Sky. I wish I had waited forever and a day to play that game. Uh, it was kind of cool for like five hours, mm-hmm. but then I went, why did I spend $60 on this? It's not finished. I didn't wait for reviews. It was a bad choice. We've we've talked about that stuff. So like, I mean, the, the prime example in the yeah. past six or, you know, even past year probably is Cyberpunk, mm-hmm. right? Um, when that came out, there was massive hype and there was like some demo like shots and like the game was going to look amazing and, you know, it was going to be on PlayStation 5, 4 and on PC. So like I was like, oh, great, I can play it, too. But again, it was one of those it was like $60. I'm going to check the reviews first, because what I've noticed is that a lot of games recently that are of that level um, from certain developers mm-hmm are not finished when they're actually released on the release yeah. date. You get update patches, you get other kinds of things. So I always kind of hesitate when I see that. So like the, the company really has to um, kind of be be reliable. So like you mentioned yeah. Nintendo, right? Nintendo is a reliable company. You know you're going to get that, that game and it's going to be, you know, 9 out of 10, if not higher, are going to be done and this is the game and it's going to be great. But there's other companies out there who are not quite as good. Um, so you just got to kind of wait. So that's why I've held off. And now the game's like 20 30 bucks. Really? Is it really? I don't actually know what it is. I think it is on Steam. I know it was definitely I, cutting down in price. I have to say, if it's 20 bucks, it's definitely worth it. I mean, that to, to me, that game, bug-free, is mm-hmm. absolutely worth $60. There's a ton of gameplay and story and great things about yeah. that oh, game no it's I just think early on i know at one low. point it was it's yeah, so it actually like at still, least 40 dollars it's still a 60 but i'm pretty sure it was on sale yeah yeah i think it went down in price capcom i think has been very good recently too that's part of why i was you know pretty solid in my purchase of resident evil 8 and even i haven't read too many reviews because they're kind of spoilery mm-hmm. but a big thing i've been reading is that people are like it's so nice to just get a complete game yeah. No yeah. bugs, no issues. It mm-hmm. plays well. It runs smoothly. It's beautiful. And I think the demos really helped with that. And that's that's kind of a thing I miss. Like, you remember back when PlayStation 1 came out? You get those little demo discs. It's like, demo yes. play Tomba. Play the first three levels of Crash Bandicoot. Play, like, the first level of Parappa the Rapper. Yeah. Legend of Gaia had a yeah. demo disc, mm-hmm. I remember. Siphon like, Filter. Like mm-hmm. stuff like that, that the the fact that Resident Evil Seven had demos, Resident Evil Eight had demos, and it really built a lot of good faith towards the game. I oh think, yeah, that you, that made you feel comfortable in your purchase of. I played the demo. I like the demo. I'll feel comfortable buying the game, or even in the opposite direction. If you played the demo and it wasn't your flavor, you could be like, "All right, cool. Now I know." I'm not going to get the game or I'm not going to get the game at full price. Even I'll wait till later. So to that point, take advantage of, you know, for our viewers and for you guys too, take advantage of like steam's refund policy. So steam in particular, maybe Epic and others are doing it too, but I know steam has done it. Um, what's you play like two hours. And if you don't like the game, you can return it still. Um, so like that's nice. Resident Evil, uh, I think it was Resident Evil Seven. I forget which one. It may maybe it was Seven. But I got the game. I was like, no, nope, still these kind of games not really for me. I don't really want it. And like it was almost full price. I was kind of 
eh, why do? Why would I really want to do this? And I was like, I'm going to return it. And I just like reached out to Steam, instant refund basically. It took like an hour maybe to get approved and I returned it. And now like maybe I'll like get a, you know, I'll, I'll decide, hey, I actually do want to play that. It's on like a super cheap sale. I'm going to pick it up. Um, but I don't, like it wasn't my flavor of game. So I wanted to take advantage of that refund policy. So I also recommend that. That's why yeah. I lean towards... Con or rather I lead away from console based games because like Nintendo is going to say screw you you've already paid us and we're not giving you money back but someone like Steam where they're having like they don't produce as many games of their own mm -hmm. they are going to be more um, I guess uh, they're, they're going to be able to give you refunds or they're going to try to keep you as a customer they'll be so. more lenient well yeah and, exactly and, and I would say that's a good thing to use taking this in a different direction on some of those indie games that are out there too because you know Pinto like you said there is a huge array of indie games available and i think the toughest thing about that is just knowing how to separate the wheat from the chaff what what are the good indie games because there are a ton of bad indie games too mm -hmm. but it's easier in a sense to identify the triple a titles because they're marketed they're from studios yeah. that you're aware of and they look yeah. pretty so they're gonna appeal to you whereas you know i mean i Let's be honest. I had to do a little bit of arm twisting to get you guys to play Ultimate Chicken Horse to begin <laughs> with. But as soon as we played it, it was like, this is amazing. Like, this rules. But, you know, you're not going to... You just don't have that initial investment or an initial belief in the game because it's from someone you're not familiar with. And it isn't made of sparkles and wonders. I do love sparkles and wonders. I think that game looks cute as shit when you play it. So <laughs> and it's hilarious. It is. Oh, it is. You get it's hilarious. punched away off the map, and your your goat's like as you're falling to your death. <laughs> so good. I love it. Pick it up. It's great. Um, but you know, I I think that's really the hard part. But you know, just flipping through my Steam library, I have plenty of you know indie games that are really cool. Even Soviet Jump yeah. Game, which is produced by the game grumps and is free and it's basically a competitive mario ripoff game where you get weird soviet power-ups like a tank it's fun it's great it's free it doesn't cost you anything you can just play these games or you know pathway which i think i paid ten dollars at most for and is a fun turn-based you know pixel strategy rpg so for the cost of a triple a game i could get six games like pathway on steam I can yeah. filter through them, find the ones that I like, and if I don't like five of them, I can pick up another five, filter through those, and just keep going. It's a time commitment, which is what's hard. I don't agree with getting refunds on games like that because they are so cheap, and if you get, like, an hour or two of enjoyment, it's basically like you had a movie ticket, you know? So, And, and you're supporting small developers. So I don't necessarily agree with doing refunds, but I do think, like you said, though, Going for older games or games that are indie-based games, supporting small developers, you know, one, two, three-man teams. Um, some of the best games that we've played recently mm -hmm. have been by, like, two people. Like, we've talked about Stardew Valley. That was done one and guy. still mostly done by one, one person. Yeah. One guy who just had a passion for that kind of game and, you know, had this idea. Well, so, how, how many people work on Among Us? Like, five people? And it's, like, the biggest game of yeah raft i know that we talked about is four people um though they have people in and out uh, i think helping once in a while and i think uh stardew valley was like 90 plus percent if not 95 percent was by the one guy and a couple of people have helped him here and there with something but 
So I, I personally think if you're gonna pull, if you're gonna pay the ten dollars for that game, maybe even twenty dollars, and you get like an hour or two of enjoyment, it was worth it. Um, but yeah, it I depends. think the, the AAA it games the or game. other games. Well, yeah, of course the game is like absolute ass. Then don't. Yeah. Put it. <laughs> but uh, you know, I, I agree with you. I'm definitely more of an indie game supporter right now. And then the bigger games, unless it's like that game that I really love or that company that I really love. I'm going to let them sit until they're a more reasonable price in my mind. Yeah, I think basically my whole thing for this topic was buyer's remorse feels worse the more expensive the item is. (laughs) So, like, I have Steam games that I paid for that I don't think I'll ever play again. Like, someone someone recommended a game to me, and I was like, oh, cool, like, I'll check it out. 15 bucks right it's like oh it's not really my thing i don't know but 15 bucks hurts remarkably 75 percent less than 60 bucks so like i don't feel as bad when i'm like you know what i just don't think i like darkest dungeon even though people told me it was a great game it's just it's just not my style it's not my cup of tea but i only paid 10 to 15 dollars for it so i don't feel as bad Whereas, even though I greatly enjoyed Resident Evil 3 Remake, I don't like that I paid $60 for it. That's all. I just, my buyer's remorse is contingent on how much money I spend. How much fun per minute, right? (laughs) Yeah. I, I think that's how it is, though. Like, just in general. Like, if you spend more money, you have more investment in it, right? You expect more out of it. Which I think is reasonable. AAA titles are called AAA because they're the top of the pops. They're supposed to be really great. It's like if you go see a blockbuster movie that has a billion dollars invested in it. I know they don't cost that much money. But... Yet. Star <laughs> yet. Wars. Star Wars um, costs that much. But but you would expect to see something that's worth a billion dollars of production. Not only production value, but of enjoyment. Right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, when you don't get that you're disappointed (laughs) you want you want your money's worth and i mean even with some indie titles i'm not disappointed in a game like spelunky but it's not a game that i myself will play frequently like i've played i'm looking at my steam library i've played 57 minutes of it and i'm probably not going to play a whole lot more because i get frustrated with roguelikes (laughs) i die too much and i go like 40 hours of it probably i've still never beaten it so don't worry. I barely got into the se- second stage. I don't regret my purchase of that because it was pretty cheap. With right. No Man's Sky, I've probably played 15 to 20 hours of that at least. I played a lot of it, but I regret my purchase of it because it cost me the 60 bucks and it was less than what it promised. Your your FPM return wasn't good enough. I guess so. <laughs> um, but really, it's the standard was too high for that game. The hype was too much. I mean, and that, I mean, that's another problem with AAA titles. No Man's Sky being a prime example. Death Stranding being a big example. Megan, would you say Shenmue 3 fits that criteria, or have you still not played it enough to no, really I just, make I just haven't really decision? given it the time of day, just because I bounce around, you know, between games. Yes, you're a game polygamist, we know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm getting better. I do this, too. When it comes to those $60 games for me, if I am not going to play it from start to finish, I'm usually 
not going to be happy making that big of an investment purchase if you will on it like i still i kind of regret that i have not yet though i'm close finished breath of the wild right so like you know that game was i think 50 when i got i got on sale during black friday but that's why i've been reticent to buy pokemon sword or shield and I, i mentioned this i haven't played a pokemon game since the original silver and gold i still like pokemon but it's just Let's see, it's the same game again and again and again. Shinier graphics, but the, it, it's essentially the same game. They add different mechanics. It's like it's like Madden almost, except a little more. A, they, they, they do a little more for you. The shinier graphics mean a lot in that world, though. Like, you don't yeah. realize how much they mean until you play it, and you're like, oh my god, there's an open world I can run around in? That's <laughs> yeah, I'm not so much awesome stuff. Look I at those attacks. Yeah, it's, 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 it's still really just... Cool. But it... It's still the same game. I almost wonder if what, like I said, almost what I need to do is like, if I'm going to buy a a game at full price like that, buy it on like a Friday night or maybe first thing Saturday morning where I know the weekend can be devoted to playing through that game. Because that would allow me to make sure that I get through at least the primary storyline or something like that. The the 10-year-old sleepover value proposition. Yeah, but like that's (laughs) another big reason why I don't buy as many games, because I don't have the time to devote to it. That's why I haven't played Resident Evil 8 yet, because I want to sit down and play it for a good chunk of time. Yeah. You know, for like four to five hours with no interruptions or, or more. And I just, I haven't had that yet. Yeah, I mean that's that's called getting old and having too many life commitments. Because I think we're all there. I it um, sucks. Yeah. Fucking hate it. It's terrible. <laughs> Let's go back ten years. Come on. I want I want to be in the ten year old value game value proposition. That's what I want to do. You guys I graduated ten it. years ago. That's not <laughs> yep, even. Uh... We did. I had a lot of time to play video games back then because all I was doing at most was part time work. <laughs> I mean, I was still in college. I graduated a year later than you. I still had a lot of time too. I, I was playing a lot of video games senior year because you guys were gone. <laughs> oh man, Good times. But I, I was thinking also while you were saying this, it's it, a lot of it is going to be head versus heart. Yes, is really where it's going to be because if you're going with your head. It's always the smart strategy to wait. Price will always go down on video games. It will never go up above where it started. Madden 21 probably costs $2 right now or $10 or something stupid. And I paid 60 bucks for it because I wanted to play it at the season opener with the latest Chicago Bears roster. But that's a heart thing for me. I want to play it then. I'm really excited about football at that point in time. Bears draft, drafted Justin Fields. I am really going to want to play Madden as soon as the latest version is out. That's what's going to happen. Am I <laughs> going to pay, the pay for this Tom, stupid? <laughs> the opposite Tom of that is I didn't buy Madden until like, I think the divisional or wild card playoff week. And I was like, I want to play some Madden. And it was like 10 bucks. And I was like, perfect. And I've got to play. I think I've played 200 hours of Madden over the past three, four months. You know, I, my fun my fun per minute was amazing. Values right? there, values there. Yeah. Yep. Or I there's me so with the things. poor impulse control who loves shiny and new things. <laughs> and buys an Xbox, then returns the Xbox, then that, buys the Xbox again. That that I didn't do it with the new one. I still own it. It's yeah, still on true. my uh, my media stand. The question right. is, how much have you played it, though? Right. How much have I played it? Is that is that the question? Yes, that is the question. Um. I haven't touched it since I finished the medium just because there's nothing else out for it right now that I really want to play that I can't okay. play on the five. 
So okay. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I, I've I've probably played four hours of my PS5, which is sad, but no. Hey. Wow. Yeah. It's there's there's not a whole lot of games out for there's it right not. now. There's not. Different different strokes for different. <laughs> I uh, you do you Fleming. I do I'm, me man. I'm I'm with you though Megan because I buy a lot of those games. I have Fire Emblem Three Houses just like sitting collecting dust. I have a whole bunch of Switch games that are just waiting for me to play them. And to be fair, my rationale for buying them was I go on a lot of work trips. I'm going to save this for when I go on a work trip, and now I don't go on work trips. Anymore. Same thing for me. <laughs> I thought the same so, thing. Yeah, I don't I don't really have a leg to stand on in this argument. Like yeah, I, now games are really starting to creep up in price. Like eighty dollars for a brand new game, seventy dollars. Like it's, it's a lot, and I don't want to be disappointed, but it won't it won't stop me. Like I'll still, if I trust it, if it if it's a series I like, a company I like, you know, the marketing is somewhat decent, and I've done research, I'll get it. You know, but they are getting expensive. Where where do you feel better putting your money though? In an indie developer at a lower price point or a AAA company at a higher price point? Because I, I would prefer to support the indie guys, but I undoubtedly will throw all my money at Square Enix for the next installment <laughs> of Final Fantasy VII Remake. I, uh, I think it really just depends on what it is. Like if the story looks cool, uh, you know, the gameplay seems interesting. I don't care if it's an indie developer or a AAA developer. Like, I was really drawn into Death Stranding when I saw it, and I still really liked it when I played it. I, I know you had a different experience. It um, looks like, it looks neat. It looks like it should be so good. I just, I, I can't handle tripping that much. <laughs> but it's, then... it's like the mundane version of Dark Souls. <laughs> That's perfect. Um, but then I'll play something like Binding of Isaac, which is, you know, putting out new DLC every once in a while. And I'll play that for hours, you know, like I've I've sunk so much time into that series because I like it. Um, so I, I think I split my time between both. Um, I don't really have a preference. I think it's just all content. I think that's perfect. Cool. This has been the Joypad Longcast. <laughs> yeah, a little hey, long, but not last, too bad. Last week's episode topic. was longer. Oh, yeah. No, it was a great topic, I think. So. Also, we only spent an actual half hour on the real topic. So. <laughs> I, I delivered like 10 minutes of talking about my Crusader Kings Kaiser. I'm sorry. I was very passionate. It's beautiful. Kaiser. Up the Kaiser. Up the Kaiser, my friend. <laughs> Eventually, I'll have a, a long gaming story like that. But this week is not that week. <laughs> Today is not that there's, day. There's nothing wrong with that. Great Anyone job. have any more? Uh, great job. Anyone have any more buyer's remorse stories they want to get out of the way? <laughs> I'll save you, any buyer remorse stories I have for a future. I, I do have remorse around, excuse me, Death Stranding, because I feel like if I had just waited a couple months, it would have been much cheaper. And <laughs> Would you have liked it more if it was cheaper? Because I, I think it just sounds like you don't enjoy the game. So no, like, there, I don't there's think a the part cost of me, would have done yeah, there's, for you. There's a part of me that feels like I should go back to it and keep giving it another shot. But yeah, I I don't know. It, it never swayed me. There are some games that just don't have that strong initial hook on me, but I feel like there's value later in the game that I'm just missing out on. Yeah, it's a great Fallout 76 shower. was a huge thing. I got that around launch because I had some friends who were like, oh yeah, we're going to play this. It's great. And then they immediately stopped playing it and the game was bad. So <laughs> I felt 
swindled in that case <laughs> by Bethesda. I've heard the game has gotten better. I'd like to try that again. Maybe I'll feel better. But those are the kinds of games that make me angry where it's like, hey, it's not good now, but just wait six months. Oh, but pay everything up front. Especially Fallout, which is... It's a well-known series, and it's known for, you know, being good. People enjoy it. They they didn't disappoint me until they put out that game. Yeah, the amount of hours I have sunk into every other Fallout game, huge. And the amount of enjoyment I've had out of every other Fallout game is huge. Mm -hmm. So 76 was like, sure, it's going to be great. No. Yeah. So... Fix I mean, your shit, Bethesda. <laughs> I think another thing, and I, I will save this for another week, because I think we could get another topic out of this, but I just want to mention it, is that the older I've gotten, gaming has become much more of a social thing for me than a, you know, a personal thing. I honestly don't sit down to play games by myself that much anymore. Stardew yeah. Valley is, like, the big exception, but other games, like, I'll, I'll I'll find, even single-player games, I like having someone else there to experience it with me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, that's the thing. Like, I there I have so many single-player games that I want to play, but a lot of the time I end up playing them with my wife. We, we play them together. It's like, that's our experience. Right. Or, you know, I, it's kind of like maximizing your adult time. <laughs> yeah because <laughs> you only get so much free adult time you have we to can, use it either with your friends or your loved ones into, or something uh, into length about this topic i think yeah, oh, yeah i think i think that'll be a topic for another time but i just want to say megan soon we'll be able to play games again together in person and Yay! i'm looking forward to that because we haven't soon. done that in over a year no. and it so we can do the same sir <sighs> yeah but yeah. megan's a lot more convenient <laughs> she's a lot closer <laughs> You know, doesn't mean that we can't get together and play oh, more we parties. Just we as will, much. We will. Hey, despite being in Texas, I look forward. I look forward to seeing all of you again soon. I will That's be right. fully vaxxed in two days, and uh, I'm already just looking forward to being around my best friends again. So it's exciting. Soon, TM. The blizzard soon. <laughs> aw, aw, aw. <laughs> I sapped it up. <laughs> So All right, guys. Out the tree, I cranked out the sap. <laughs> oh, the giving tree gave the sap. Uh, sap. By the way, did you guys know that there's giving tree fanfic out there? It's terrible. I don't. I don't know. Uh, no. Nope. Why did you? Why did you tell me this? <sighs> you just put a burn on my brain. All right, guys. Uh, that's it for this week's episode of Joypad. Don't go look up giving tree fanfic unless you want horrible nightmares. Do it. Do it. Do so it. many splinters. Do it. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um. Please check out our social medias. Uh, we are at Joypad Pod. <laughs> you broke them. We're at Joypad Pod on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and on YouTube at Joypad. If you leave enough comments, Tom will read some uh, Giving Tree fanfic. I'll do it. <laughs> don't don't tempt me. I know. I know. Can we uh, um, I, I, can we not put an expiration date on this so that if it ever comes into <laughs> five years from now, yeah. uh, oh, I guess God. I guess not. Um, <laughs> all right, God, end this episode, Tom, please. If you're like me, you want to ask the Giving Tree for a ice pick to gouge your eyes and ears out now so that you have to never read anything to do with the Giving Tree fan fiction, which I can only assume is erotic. Goodbye, everyone! <laughs>
<laughs> what about what about our? Do we oh. have a new one? Wait, is <laughs> the first I... is first episode? Do we have a new one? Hell or do no. we just stick with it? Okay. No, we gotta Stay stick with it. Joyful. That's the not one. by way of a giving tree. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs>